Welcome, fellow Last Places, to another episode of LPF Debrief, where Chris and I talk about comic books, TV shows, and movies. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about She-Hulk episode four, which you guys probably knew because that's exactly what the title is going to be. So, <laughs> so I do have Chris with me because he's here for all the She-Hulk episodes. And um, yeah, the same thing that goes on all the time, guys, you know, we're going to shame Yendi for not watching the content that we watch. Shame. Shame. He's making me do Lord of the Rings by myself. You know what I mean? It's so so stupid, man. The one time, the one time he's like, yeah, man, I'm actually going to be watching a show. And it's like, cool, you joined the debrief? No. (laughs) Huh? So we're going to take our time to shame him, obviously. And then, um, yeah, as always, guys, spoilers ahead. If you guys don't want to listen to the spoilers, just stop it now. Go watch the episode. Come back and like, subscribe. Uh, comment, do all that good thing. Let us know what you guys think of the episode so we can talk about it in our next episode. So getting right into it, Chris, let's talk about episode four. You, how did you feel about episode four? Episode four. So we're settling into um, more of the sitcom aspect. I am assuming that since it was a grim year for these movies, and by that, I mean, I mean, I have not seen... Thor Love and Thunder. It's on Disney Plus. I'm going to watch it. Shame me. I understand. Mm-hmm. I Before that, I though, we had we had a lot of um, sad movies. Mm-hmm. Right. It was very sad. Yes, they had their funny moments. I feel like this is a very big pick me up, like of all these characters that we like. And and it's like, hey, they're not always superheroes. Like this is the this is the crazy stuff that's going on. Like, I love the idea that right now, like if I'm in the Marvel universe, that right now no alien attack is happening, blah blah blah, and Wong is sitting at home watching Sopranos. Yes. Like that is, <laughs> it's the best. It is that the best. Fantastic. Um, but this episode, I, I like I said, it was another fun one. Um, and before you go on, I actually love that you brought that up because I think a lot of people are missing the point in genres. And my yeah. brother and I were speaking about this because. It's not like, you know, I don't, you know, you enjoy your entertainment any way you want. You know, if you don't like the show, I just don't feel the necessity that if you don't like the show, just stop watching it. Right. I'm always been of that mindset. Like you feel free to dislike the show for whatever reason you don't like it. But I also think that expecting a show to be a serious show when everything, everything leading up to the show, everything during the show has told you that this was going to be a comedy show. Like it is written as a comedy show. It was designed to be a comedy show. If you've followed any of her comic books, you can, like I I was telling my brother that this is one of the most accurate comic book adaptations that the MCU has done, because this is Jen Walter's character, the way that she is, especially in recent writing, which a lot of people, I, you know, failed to, because Stanley only wrote one episode. I mean, one issue of She-Hulk. He created the character and oh, really? he, yeah, he only wrote the first issue, which that's why I think people like, you know, so when she went through her whole remodel, essentially when she broke the, fir- the fourth, the fourth wall for the first time, that wasn't Stan Lee. Like Stan Lee did not, wasn't the reason for that happening. So I think people need to understand the genre itself and not take it so seriously because a lot of people were upset about like her twerking, but 
And then they're like, she would never do that. And then I'm like, stop it. Because they also had, they had her jumping rope naked in the comic books. So like, this is not past her character to be doing what she was doing. And for people to come out and feel like, oh, like, you know, I wanted a more serious tone. Like the outrage wasn't the same for, you know, Love and Thunder when you watch it. Like, yeah, people had their issues with it, but also that was more inclined to be a more serious thing than what Jen is dealing with. Because remember, Jen had her whole life before she became a Hulk. So like to think that she's just going to change who she is because like she's not dealing with the superhero aspect as much as the other ones did, like the other superheroes had to deal with. So that's yeah. where I agree with you. Like it, it is a time of peace where you are a little bit more chill. Like it's not the, the major event hasn't happened yet. So there is time for people to be fun. And another great point that you brought out, like, yes, this is a fun thing because we're also about to watch the next movie that we're going to watch is Wakanda forever. And like, Which is a celebration <laughs> of life. Like, you know what I mean? So like, it's going to be really hard for a lot of fans to, to watch that movie and, and feel like, you know what I mean? Because we're going to be down in that movie, like not on purpose, but like, you know, Chadwick's not going to be there. It's going to be a tough watch for a lot of people. So, um, I think people are failing to realize that this is a comedy and, and stuff like that. It's just how it is. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's definitely, it's just people wanting to hate, yeah. hate on everything, whatever. Like if they don't find joy in what's going on, like you said, then stop watching. Yeah. Just stop. Watching. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, seeing her like it, it just the normal, life but as a superhero and i love those moments um a lot of the time we see those in movies like um spider-man but you know it's always spider when we watch a spider-man movie and he's trying to be in class and stuff like that at the same time something else is going on in the city he's missing all those moments with his friends and stuff like that so everything's very convenient this is literally like i said i love the point that it's like, hey, literally nothing is going on right now. So what's your day-to-day life? Yeah. And it's just her trying to... Being to, a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, her being a lawyer, yep. finding a relationship. Like, she's just a normal girl, just, you know, just trying to live her life. Yep. And um, uh, and like I said, it was, it was even more funny because the fact that they brought Wong back for this episode, which is my favorite part, mm-hmm. is, is because he is like, okay... So she's in, uh, where, where is this taking place? Is she in New York? No, she's not in, they're in Cali. Cali, okay. No. So, you know, she's going through, uh, yeah, the apartment, the bar, going on a date and all this other stuff. And, and then you're wondering, like, I had that thought of like, oh, so Wong, where y'all think, in my head, I'm thinking Wong's reading books right. or going through the dimensions, fighting all the time or, or you know, just raining <laughs> yeah. hellfire on whoever needs it but the fact that he's like yeah he gets a day off he's sitting on his couch and he's balled up just watching tv mm-hmm. was great uh also the fact that he got a friend in the episode mm-hmm. um i forgot what she madison. was calling him yeah madison, madison with two ends and not where in a while but not where you think not where you think it is oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god and then um uh what was it seeing her was or seeing Wong 
be familiar with her because I thought it, he was going to get annoyed with her. It was and then whenever she shows up, yo, yeah, <laughs> she shows up in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, what does she call him? What's his nickname? Uh, Wangi or something like that. Yeah, Wangi, something yeah. like that. And he, she runs up. And uh, and that just tells you, like, oh, they hung out. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah no, she finished watching that episode with him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I really enjoyed this episode. I'm loving the series. The series is great. Yeah, and I told you this, like, um, if they continue down this pace, this is going to be one of my favorites. And it's starting to be that way because I understand, like, the, the humor for me works. The way that they've... They still have a really intricate um, storyline here, too, because... Before we get into, like, you know, obviously we know Jen doesn't have to deal with a Hulk alter ego, right? Which I think something that this episode did really well was show that she does have to deal with having Hulk as, a you know, as still like a, another personality. No, like, it's not like Bruce Banner's Hulk where obviously, like, you know, it's a completely different person, but her Hulk is like, she has to realize that people are just like when she was trying to find a date, right? Like only one person wanted to date Jen, but she had like over a hundred matches for She-Hulk, right? So like the way that they're putting it for her to deal with how Bruce had to deal with living with two people, she's also having to live with two, with two people, even though she's in control of both of them. I think it's a cool way that they've done that instead of it being like an alternate personality. Like she still has to deal with the She-Hulk because who has the job? Not Jen, She-Hulk has the job. Who's getting all the dates? She-Hulk's getting all the dates. Like it's not Jen. So her having to deal with that and her showing that expression, even after, you know, she had that night with the guy and she's like, he's like, yeah, so who are you? And he's like, yeah, this I'm Jen. This is like, you know, when I'm not She-Hulk and then he just like bounces. Like, you know what I mean? And that, you know, she has to deal with being the, you know, Jen is is kind of pushed to the back door and everyone wants She-Hulk. So I think they're doing a really good job at doing that dynamic of them, of both of her lives and showing how it's affecting her, even though she doesn't have a second personality. So I think they did a really good job at that. Uh, But before we get into more detail on that, I thought it was, you know, I love that we start this episode with, you know, basically just this magician who is, you know, doing this, um, you know, magic tricks, which if, you know, if you know, it is kind of like, I, I felt like it was a playful thing because, you know, his name was Donnie Blaze and Ghost Rider's real name is Johnny Blaze. So like <laughs> just throwing those kind of little, you know, those little things. And then, you know, the first trick he did was with fire. So it's kind of like, oh. Oh, like, you know what I mean? Th- those were fun. Um, I agree with you with the whole Madison scene, which that took place before. And then she goes into that dimension and then shows up with Wong watching probably one of the best Soprano episodes. If you guys haven't watched. I've never seen it and it was spoiled for me. I was like, oh my oh, God, that no. was a real spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Like... I, I mean, yeah, they did spoil it, which is yeah, weird. I was like, holy but, shit. I mean, I get, I'm assuming they, at this point, it's been a long time. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that makes sense. You know, so I did love when Madison comes in the first time and, you know, she's kind of describing the world that she's in. And, you know, you don't want to go back to the Mephisto talk because we had to do that all of WandaVision, but she basically kind of described what Mephisto looks like with yeah. the goat like in his true form and stuff like that. So, I'm not saying he's 
he's going to show up. But him doing that was really like them throwing that in there and just kind of like egging us on like, hey, 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 that's Mephisto's real form. Like, you know what I mean? And kind of throwing it out there. I thought was a nice touch. I told you I spoke about the fourth wall when she breaks it. And then she's basically I love how aware this show is also because like obviously this was shot before. Right. So they already knew people were going to have issues especially with episode three, which is a basically what happened, right? Because we saw the twerking, people had issues with that. They're like, this is not like, this is a joke, blah, blah, blah. And then she basically goes off and says like, you know, oh, I, 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 I see you guys are happy to see Wong back. Like everybody loves Wong, you know what I mean? And then she's like, this should give us, you know, a little Twitter armor for a week because everyone loves Wong. And she's right. Like, I feel like less people are going to complain about this because Wong was back. So um, that was really fun. Uh, just so many good things in this episode when she's like doing her checklist and stuff like that. They had some, uh, and if you're wondering, guys, yes, I do pause it like when I watch it again to see what's on there because I need to see. So one of the interesting things is that one of the, she had to compile um, depositions for Lee versus Bryn. And mm -hmm. if you know, um, Obviously, Stanley created the character. Um, and the artist is John Brim. So that's what they were referring to with that little, like what they were talking about there. Because they're the well, like I said, um, Stanley only wrote one episode one issue, but he created the character, and then you know, the John Brim was the artist for it. So I thought that was a, a little cool dig that they did. And then they did reference someone again where they did um craft versus soul which was David, um, David Anthony Kraft and Charles So, who both wrote She-Hulk, uh, Savage She-Hulk. Uh, so one wrote Savage She-Hulk, one wrote She-Hulk volume three. So just little cool things like that. Like if you, you know, pause and just check it out, you're like, damn, that's actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah. the whole conversation with her and Wong was amazing with the book of Ashanti conversation where he's just like, you know, he's like, oh yes, the book of Ashanti. And he's like, She's like, no, no, no. The book of like American law. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And just that was funny too. Like the fact how you know how serious she is. She's like, Yeah, did you get him to write anything yeah. down? She's like, and he's like, students dedicate their lives to this. Like they know. Mm -hmm. She's like, Okay. <laughs> but Yep. And if you yeah. also if you've paused when she had her match, if you remember in episode two, her phone screensaver was Cap's ass. It's still Cap's ass in in this if you if you like if you pay attention it's still the same thing um but yeah they did some you know really good stuff uh with the episode like i said the whole dating thing where she's just like you know trying to find a date and jen can't find a date but everyone else can find a date like, i mean but she hulk is the one who ends up finding a date i thought that was you know a fun a fun little taste to do um i thought the conflict was awesome when they did the the whole um when they do go into the court and you know he's basically she's trying to get like the cease and desist and like he's basically like just cracking jokes and he's like haha real magic wins like you know what i mean like <laughs> that whole scene and she's like her banter with wong was great where he's like no you chose her like you said and, and then wong getting like really upset just being like no like this is the whole point like she was like breaking stuff like you know, in time and space, like this can't be happening. So him just putting on that, you know, putting on that, uh, 
Sorcerer Supreme hat in a lawful, you know, a law area, I thought was hilarious because even when he was trying to like explain the case to Jen earlier, it's a really like, he's just living it as a, a magician, like, you know, as someone of like, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme and not someone who's like having to go through the legal system. So, um, I thought that was great. I love that Wong was watching another episode when Donnie Blaze comes back and he's just like, <laughs> Wong is just like cuddled up like you were talking about, like cuddled up with his, you know, with his, his pillow and stuff, just watching this. Nice TV. He had a nice entertainment. Yeah. It was nice and dark. It was like a really chill mm -hmm. area. Um, but I was going to watching say... Sopranos when he, when he comes back though. No, he's watching he's something watching else. This is us. Is that what he's? Yeah, he's watching This Is Us, and I um I don't know what episode it is because I didn't I didn't pause it enough, but I think it's somewhere in season two. Um, but I'm I'm I can't quote me on that, but I I will double check. But that's I know for sure so he's watching funny. This Is Us, like, and that's why he's super emotional. And yeah, that's why he's hugging his pillow and stuff, which is great because, and I mean, just for Disney to be able to do that kind of stuff is kind of cool too, right? Like, it's just like yeah, that. Like he can, they can do real life things. Like, you know what I mean? I, I thought that was awesome. So, um, yeah. And then we get, we get a nice fight scene also where, you know, she Hulk while she's on her date, um, basically Wong's like, why aren't you picking up your phone? Like, I need you now. And then he opens up a portal and then she's just like, huh? And like, she, you know, they wreck shop with the, those demons. I thought it was cool because she's having that whole conversation about like, I finally found someone who cares about me and all this stuff. And like, you know, like found this date and then this is what's happening. Like I have to fight this guy. Like, um, so that was dope. And then, yeah, I thought, like I said, overall, I thought it was a fantastic fun episode, especially cause they showed off so many good things with the character and the fact that they're doing this in 30 minutes, I think is really good too. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I, applaud them because they find the greatest douchebags to play these guys. Yeah. They <laughs> oh my god. They play a great they could be the nicest people on earth, but they're like the first guy she goes on a date with. Yeah. And um you know, it's kind of funny because I I noticed this. They were setting you up for uh throughout the episode what I noticed that that dating app the um match the oh. chime that it would play. Mm. Right. Somebody would mention it. Oh, somebody's yeah. on this. Yeah. She's yeah. on this. She's doing this. So whenever it got to that date and he checks out the girls while he's talking to her. Yeah. And I was like, dude. And then whenever she's like, oh, I'm a Hulk, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, uh-huh. And he's texting away. Yeah. You hear the chime on his phone. Yep. So he's already like mm -hmm. messaging somebody else. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. the. Like, they were doing a good job at just, you know, having people, you know, feel the cert, you know, she's just going through a tough time. Right. And yeah. obviously it's not going to be all her dates are going to be like that, but it's just, you know, she's going through, like I was talking about earlier is that she's going through this thing where she has to try to, she's trying to balance them both. But the thing is, obviously she Hulk is getting more attention than, you know, than Jen is, which, you know, listen, Jen, I'd take you out on a date. Okay. I would love to go out on a date with Jen Walter. So, you know, Jen, Hit me up. I'll leave my number. I'll, I'll I'll look for the app and I'll move out there. Okay, it's all good. It's all to good. To California. Yeah. For Jen Walters, absolutely, absolutely. I'm ready to go. 
but yeah man so like like i said that battle between her and trying to figure out what's going on i think is dope and then you know we still know some side like weird things that are happening because we didn't get much answers of, of what happened in episode three with the people trying to get her blood like we still don't know what's going on with that obviously we saw wong doing his thing it might be the last we see wong um maybe not maybe, maybe i mean next episode would be five i think it's this is slated for nine so we might see him one more time i know from rumors that charlie cox and um daredevil daredevil supposed to show up for the last three episodes so i'm pretty sure the foreshadow and just like she said in the previous previous episodes like this is not the show about cameos i think they're purposely just going to have a cameo in every episode so um i think that's just the way it's going to go and i think that's a, a funny way to do it because you know her interacting with the universe itself makes it also easier to accept you know when they have to do team stuff right because if Jen just knows everyone, she can just be like, hey, yo, like, you know what I mean? I think that's uh, really cool. And then we saw at the end, which I thought was really funny <laughs> because like she's gone through all of this, like, you know, issues with the the date, like, you know what I mean? And then the guy comes and knocks on the door and then uh, Titania <laughs> actually wrote her, which you mentioned about the whole TikTok thing where like she's yeah. defacing stuff like that. And then they mentioned that, which I thought was really cool. And then she took the She-Hulk and trademarked it, right? So like, which is smart because if you don't trademark your thing, like someone's going to make money off of it, right? So like you do need to trademark it, especially at, at big as she got. So I thought that was hilarious that, and then, you know, Jen goes on and breaks the fourth wall again and says, you know, this is a pretty bad way to end the episode, but uh, yeah, this is how we're ending it. So it gives you again, that suspense to come back right now. She has a new issue and I feel like every episode is giving us something that, you know what I mean? Because the end of the last episode was her dealing with, you know, the goons who were trying to get her, but she also was like looking in the mirror, like, is this something that I want to continue doing? Also shout out to the dad. Because I forgot to mention him, but he comes in with a shovel. He comes in with some pepper spray. And like, even though he knows, cause he's seen her, he's seen her yeah. in action. Like, you know what I mean? Even though he knows all of that, he still was like, I got to find a way to be protective of my daughter because like something bad almost happened. Right. And it also shows the relationship, which I thought, you know, the second episode did a really good job at anyway, but it really shows a, a good relationship because she told her dad like yeah this is what happened right and then he kind of was like oh no no way like let me get all this <laughs> stuff and then like you know she was just like it's fine dad if they come back like i can do like you know i can fight them and also on top of that like you could use your shovel so like i thought it was um really cool that he came armed and ready to go to defend his daughter i was gonna say how i liked how familiar she was with um uh the service guy mm -hmm. like whenever he, she opens the door and he's like oh i gotta deliver like yeah. he you know he, he you can tell he's, he does this all the time mm -hmm. he likes the costume dress up thing yeah and she's like yeah i can tell what you are yeah and she's like what is it and he's like oh opens the box and he's yeah. like yeah you're being served yeah. <laughs> so it's like one of those things but uh i was gonna say the um the end credit scene moving yeah. on to the end credit scene was fantastic wong going through all those drinks yeah and uh, we find out that he's a gin and tonic man. Yep. That's what he likes. And, and she's like, she's like, she's like, oh, she's, Wong. Yeah, she's, like, <laughs> she's like, I'm sure like there's an unlimited, like 
we I don't know if there's one, but we can find one for you. <laughs> like, you know, what I mean, I also another fun fact, uh, if you before you get to the end credit scene, you know, when they do all the drawings and stuff like that, they actually yeah. show her um, what's uh, Madison actually signed the contract with her life away with the goat with red eyes. Yes, if you go back, the goat has red eyes. This is why, again, I don't want to bring back up the Mephisto stuff, but that is Mephisto's, one of his true forms. So, like, I'm not saying he's there, but I'm saying he's he might be there. Like, yeah. that might be him. Like, but I don't know how they would use him. I don't really know the details behind all of this, but I'm just saying maybe they're listening to us it could be totally a joke, which I'd be fine with because it would work for this show. But clearly, like, it's happened. It's a real thing. So I wonder if they're they're throwing it in. I'm not sure. We can see uh, later on. Maybe we might get a, you know, get a, we might see him. Because, I mean, you could do some great stories with uh, Mephisto, especially because Mephisto was the reason why, um, in the Spider-Man comics, one of his big ones, was brand new day right where basically what happened where people forgot that because peter reveals himself in civil war and mephisto then peter then asks mephisto for a deal so that everyone can basically forget but like not everyone forget just to forget the identity reveal right so you know he goes in he does that brand new day happens whatever right which mm. wasn't the best storyline, but I'm saying like, this is a possibility. And instead of doing it that way, what he could do is maybe Peter gets into a deep like thing and he wants someone to remember. Maybe Mephisto comes at to him in, you know, a dark time. And instead of doing the deal where people, where he made people forget his secret identity, maybe he makes people remember who Peter Parker is. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. So um, not saying that's going to happen, not saying that's good. I'm just saying it's a possibility. <laughs> like that's something you could reverse it. Like, you know what I mean? Because I feel like they're reversing what's going to happen in World War Hulk anyway. So we'll see. So yeah, but overall, I thought this was a great episode and credits have been great. The, the episode was great. Overall, I, I mean, I, I've been digging this series. I enjoy watching it on Thursdays as soon as it, <laughs> it's about to hit. So I'm, I'm all in for it yeah yeah so let's get into your favorite part before we wrap it up uh favorite part uh i'm gonna have two again so uh big favorite part was um uh the sopranos with long mm -hmm. um second mini favorite part is when jen picks up her date yeah and like when she picks him up off of the couch yeah. and he's just like holding her yeah i was like bro no i mean it was so good it can't happen the other way like no yeah, matter how buff yeah. he is it just can't happen it's not happening. it was just so good man i and, also uh, loved when um someone when her first date was like so how much do you uh how much can you press and he was she was like a ton like a literal ton <laughs> like you know what like, mean? i mean I can, can get do 600. 600. I'm not, and I don't have superpowers. It's like, okay. <laughs> she could probably live more than a ton. She was just being modest. Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, my favorite part for me, I would say, is I, I, like I said before, I've just, the timing of when she breaks the fourth wall for me has been like always perfect. Like, I don't, everything she says when she breaks the fourth wall has been perfect. 
Her expressions when she breaks the fourth wall has been perfect. I mean, like from every episode I can think of, I've thoroughly enjoyed any time she's done it because they're not overdoing it. They're doing it at like key moments and it just works perfect. Like it worked when she was like, oh, you know, everyone's happy to see Wong again. Like, you know what I mean? I bet you guys love that. And then it's going to give us Twitter armor. And then at the end where she's just like, you know, this is a terrible way to end this episode, but like, you know, here we are. So I, I'm been a big fan of how they've been able to, you know, make that work in such a small period of time without making it seem like they're overusing it every single time. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's just constantly talking to us. So I think they're doing a really good job at balancing it. And I hope they continue that throughout the series because that's, that's been my favorite part. So yeah. Anything else you wanted to find a thought? Uh, no, I think that was it. All right. Well, I guess that is going to wrap it up for us today. We will catch you guys next week for episode five. Um, but we also have some other content coming out. I will be dropping the Lord of the Rings episode either Friday or Saturday. Um, and then we have House of the Dragons, which is coming out either Monday or Tuesday. And then we're back again with the show on Tuesday. And then She-Hulk again on next Thursday. Right? Yeah. Yep. Something like that. Yep. So... Just be on the lookout, guys. You know, hit the smash the bell if you guys want all the notifications for when all that stuff is happening. But again, let us know what you guys thought of the episode. We would love to hear what you guys have to say. But until next time, that is going to be it for us. So, Fire Team out. <laughs>